Hi, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today News, and in this session, I'm joined by Christopher Martini, Vice President of Microsoft Strategy at Voss. And today, we're going to be going beyond the Band-Aid and discussing what you can do in the year ahead to optimize your UC stack for the hybrid workplace and ultimately capitalize on your technology investments. So stay tuned for a great session. Welcome, Christopher. How's it going? Going pretty well, Rob. Thank you very much for having me, and Happy New Year uh, to you and, and the whole UC family. Absolutely. Happy New Year. And thanks for joining me. Really excited about today's session. I know this is something that we were Same. talking about offline. Yeah, really hot topic and uh, lots of great takeaways for the audience. So, I mean, first of all, Christopher, just to kind of set the scene on technology adoption. I mean, how did enterprises approach uh, to technology adoption change from the onset of the lockdown versus a kind of you know, the present hybrid work model? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting to have lived through, Rob. If you look historically, um, enterprises were generally slow to move when it came to platform changes, right? You might in, uh, implement a new application pretty quickly, but a wholesale platform change uh, generally required tons of approvals and all kinds of consternation and then just sometimes getting it through procurement. Uh, during COVID, we saw the, the fire alarm rang and everyone needed to work remotely quickly. Uh, and that eliminated a lot of blockers. But it also introduced a lot of issues into most IT departments because of that um, accelerated pace, right? Things, some things were overlooked or maybe they um, implemented a newer version of some of the same old problems, which is uh, not what anyone's trying to do. So it changed dramatically through COVID. Now with return to work, you start to see organizations take that more uh, deliberate approach again. It's kind of come full circle. I think we managed to squeeze some timelines uh, and keep them squeezed through COVID, but I think things are kind of returning to, let's take a measured approach. What do we really need? What are we really doing? How do we best serve the needs of the business? And what are the big disconnects or misalignments in these technology choices then? I mean, what are you kind of picking up most? Yeah, you know, there's, there was such a focus on remote work that it feels to me like some of these organizations aren't capitalizing as much as they could on the change and investment that they made during COVID. Uh, to me, that seems to be a big disconnect. You rushed... Uh, to the new platform to become kind of this more digital workplace focused environment. Uh, now, what are you doing with it, right? If you're continuing to do business the same old way, you're probably leaving a lot of value on the table. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And which specific UC technologies have really kind of excelled in supporting hybrid work, you know, versus the ones that may not have, for example? Well, well, I can think of that through a couple of different lenses. I can think of that through the platform uh, discussion. And obviously, uh, Teams, what an incredible time for Teams, for Zoom, right? What an incredible time for the platform provider. This was their opportunity to step up and their opportunity to innovate at a pace, uh, an accelerated pace that they had never done before, right? Think of the feature updates that were coming out from these companies through COVID. It's really stunning when you consider the fact that COVID was happening to their development teams too, right? It wasn't like those development teams existed in some kind of bubble. They had tremendous output uh, during that time. 
I also think that analytics kind of came into its own for UC through the course of uh, the pandemic and now in return to work. It's certainly a spotlight focus, I think, for us. And most of the organizations who are looking to capitalize on the investment that they made have recognized that analytics is kind of the pathway uh, to realizing that value. So I think analytics solutions in general, uh, be they the um, platform provider flavor or going out to a third party and augmenting that to build something a little more powerful, I think that's really come into focus for people. Yeah, absolutely it has. And we're, one dimension, uh, certainly through the pandemic and out, out now, especially uh, in the year of AI, uh, or that's just passed at least, we're talking a lot more about employee experience. You know, that plays oh. a big part of the hybrid work strategy, doesn't it, for organizations? So employee experience, and this is something I mentioned to you when, uh, when we had our chat prior to the call, employee experience is one of those areas that went through such an evolution in the last 36 months that I would not have believed it was possible for that area to experience more change in the next 36 months. And then along comes AI and really flips on its head. When I think about just what I've seen in my own circle, and, and I live in Silicon Valley, so maybe I have a uh, distorted view, right? Maybe um, other folks aren't talking about AI at the school lunch or the uh, Little League game. But that's a topic here. And when I see the way that my colleagues uh, and, and Voss are already leveraging that technology in its infancy, uh, I believe that over the next five years, you will see far more change in employee experience. The way that we interact with just about every platform that we touch is going to change dramatically in the next few years. I'm excited uh, to be living in it, right? Let alone working in it and being able to see it. It's an incredible time, the introduction of AI. Absolutely agree. And I think you'll agree that, you know, the workplace is evolving. It's going to continue to evolve. It's going to get really interesting, isn't it? And what I'm interested in from you is kind of what, how do you see that playing out? What, what, what lessons have we learned and, and how are we going to kind of change our, our uh, hybrid work strategies and our UC strategies to kind of get ready for, you know, the year ahead? So what, if you look back at what happened during COVID, we didn't know what right looked like for our businesses. We tried to adapt to what we thought right was, but we weren't really sure. The only thing that we knew was that people couldn't come and work the way that they traditionally had. So we needed to make changes and we rushed to make those changes. Now, we shouldn't be guessing, right? The data is there. We lived through those few years and in almost every case, certainly every case where I saw a, a wholesale platform change for UC, the target platform delivers richer data than the legacy environment in every single case. It's whether you choose to leverage that data that will be the driving force for how these next couple of years go for you. You have a hybrid work policy. Do you really know whether or not that hybrid work policy is working the way that you intended it to? I know that you put out you know, the, the recommendations to all of the managers, this is the way that we want it to go, and 
Um, office space is now being looked at and through a different lens. But if you're not leveraging the data and, and basing your decisions on truth, there's no excuse for that in 2024, right? We have the answers. It's whether you choose to look at them. So for preparing over this, this coming wave, I think it's time to pause for a moment, reflect on that data, and leverage that data to really make some wise decisions about the next five or six steps that you make. You can't keep doing business the way that you were uh, over the last few years in these next few years that are coming, and you have a platform that can help you evolve. Leverage that platform. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we're getting a lot more visibility of tech now, aren't we? With Certainly with the cloud and how these things are architected, we're getting a lot more understanding of what's right up to the end user and the end point, you know, what's working, what's not, you know, what needs to change. And that kind of leads me on to, you know, the workplace and, and certainly we're much more conscious of the workspace nowadays. Um, how, you know, has the kind of real estate and and kind of, you know, the return to, to office trend is, is impacting this, but the utilization of these spaces, how were we able to kind of, you know, plan for, uh, you know, the evolution of the workplace, you know, with these spaces? Well, it's, it's a, a perfect follow-on to the employee experience discussion because oftentimes, uh, historically, right, we've focused an employee experience on what people are doing. Now we've brought in where are they doing it? as an additional dimension to that discussion. So it isn't just about uh, how people are working, it's where people are working. So you may have made an agreement before COVID to set up office space in this new city that your organization is expanding into, and you leased based on the assumptions of your old business. Well, now we've got kind of a hybrid work model. Some people are coming in, some aren't. These two departments fought like heck to have Monday and Friday be work from home days, or I've talked with organizations that have like a rotational office strategy where certain departments are coming in on certain days. Those are great to have, but are you really going back and mining the data to understand we signed up for this real estate and we assumed that 600 people were going to go in. Over the previous six months, only 132 on any given day have ever gone into that facility. What are we paying to, to keep the space? What are we paying to power the space? What are we paying to clean the space? These are all known numbers. And if you're not looking at the data to understand utilization and drive the, the, the sizing of those spaces, everybody has training rooms. And your training rooms might be booked 90% of the time. That does not mean that your meeting rooms are 90% utilized. If there are 30 desks in there and they're booked all day long, but only four people ever come into the actual in-person training, those are all data points that you can know in 2024. And you can make smart choices about office consolidations and what really makes sense for someone to drive and the transportation times. Like, There's a mountain of data out there. Do we look at it or do we not? That's the question. Yeah, it's really interesting. Smart choices. I love that. And that, that absolutely has got to be a great takeaway from today. And in terms of um, looking forward the year ahead, um, yeah. you know, things are going to change, aren't they? We're going to continue to evolve. What's your predictions for the year? How's that going to play out? And you know, well, how does um, Voss play a part in, in the future? So AI obviously will be the, the headline uh, in the year ahead. How are you leveraging it? 
what is, how is it serving your business and where is it driving value uh, to your business? And I think that people are going to be amazed at the areas where it creeps in. Beyond that, I really feel as though leveraging data and automation, those are two key pieces. Uh, really understanding how automation can change your business. Uh, I spoke to someone the other day and, and asked whether or not they leveraged any automation and they said yes. And their description of that thing was they received an alert to tell them to do something without having to go and try to find out when they should do it on their own. I don't know if I would use the word automation to describe that process because the thing that they then went and did could entirely be automated and they would just get an alert uh, when it was done. So to me, if you really wanna be competitive next year, I think you have to have a, a focus on those two things. They're, they're going to be big disruptors and differentiators for digital businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, finally, we promised our audience uh, three big New Year's resolutions. Uh, what, you know, so what are your New Year's resolutions? What can you share with our audience that, that are going to be the big takeaways? The, these would be the three that I would focus on. First, build on the foundation that you laid during COVID when it comes to UC. You put that new platform in place. This is the time to build on top of that. And this isn't a... Um, a Voss Solutions you know, product discussion. This is about your business. If you're continuing to think about your business and your customers and your employees and those interactions through the old lens of the tools that you used to have, you're leaving an awful lot of value on the table. So number one, take that great foundation and build something meaningful for your employees and your customers on top of that. Second, Use your own data to trim the fat. That's resolution uh, number two. There's the great quote by uh, Sir Isaac Newton, right? If I was able to see further, it is because I stood on the shoulder of giants. In 2024, you can be Newton and the giant. It's your data, right? Stand on top of that data and, and look at what you can see from that pile of data. You have a sales team that's outperforming in one region of the country. Tie that data to attendance on sales training calls, like the internal learning management system that you have. For real estate, let's start to look at the building management system and correlate that data to network data. Get a real picture. So number two, leverage your own data and trim the fat. Number three, don't hesitate, automate, automate. Right? There is an ability, if you look at, and again, now we have the data to do this. Let's look at the tickets that are coming in. How much time are we spending on MACDs? The answer to that should be almost zero. If the answer to that isn't almost zero, you're spending money on things that are not delivering value to the business. Right? We can automate all of that for you. So again, build on the foundation. You've got a great foundation. Build on it. Leverage your own data, trim the fat. Number three, don't hesitate, automate, and I'm sure that you will have a fantastic 2024. Truly fantastic. Uh, thanks for the resolutions, Christopher. Um, I think lots to, to take away today. Uh, for anyone out there looking uh, 
for a, a next step and looking to find out a little bit more, uh, Voss has got a fantastic ebook for CIOs, and we're going to drop a link in the description below, or you can visit their main website. And again, links in the description. But I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. Christopher, great talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Rob. Happy New Year to you. And that's it from us. If you if you're new to UC today, subscribe. And if you're not, then like, give us a like or a comment or a share. It's always appreciated. I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching. <laughs>